Hello and welcome back to Think to the Brink, the first episode of 2019. A happy new year to everyone. I think we're still in the happy new year ballpark, are we? Yeah, well, so I think the rules for that are actually when you first make contact with the person. Because I, I said on the podcast before, do tutoring alongside this, and I'm still wishing tutees happy new year because I'm having first lessons. And I'm going to do that for the remainder of January. Yeah, I think so February. January is the cutoff point. Even if you're seeing someone for the first... Because I'm seeing people for the first time this year, mm. tonight, yeah. for drinks. They're all going to be wished Happy New Year from me. I think what If you, the drinks was in February and I hadn't seen them, you're saying that that's no longer acceptable. Yeah, I think that now we're in the period of, like, you say it with a bit of tongue-in-cheek, like, Happy New Year. Yeah, but I yeah. guess I'm saying it. Uh, so there's a bit of a joke there. You, you become a bit self-referential. Yeah. Self-aware. That's always good. Well, we started off with a nice piece of overthinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is very much the vein we're going to continue. But in a slight flip of format, you might have noticed you haven't heard the titles yet because we're going to give you the social media before the titles. Big news. We've got a new Instagram. We've got an Instagram. I want Instagram. Yeah. New year, new us. We are back with an Instagram at think to the brink with the number two the same uh, handle as our twitter we want to try and get a lot of content out there on instagram we're going to be doing polls stories get as much audience participation and engagement as possible so if you're listening to us for the first time check out our twitter and our instagram still got our facebook page as well Uh, search think to the brink on facebook and you'll uh uh, you'll find us on Facebook as well. So basically just get involved in all of the social media channels. We're going to roll the titles and it's just about the right sort of time that you can give us a follow. Exactly. So yeah, so once you've listened to this lo- lovely piece of music, big shout out to my cousin's band, The Tide, for the guitar riff. So we'll just say, so we'll we'll just, we'll just yeah. say well today we are doing Chew Better Cat. Roll titles. I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. Where best go for opinions than mum's neck. Can, can Jesus choose which wine he turns it into? There needs to be some middle ground between a full stop and an exclamation point. Your taste buds are amazing. So you're basically like a glorified textbook writer. Is there any person in the world that is more of a yes man than Mr. Samir? So, now, diving right in. Yeah, now we've done all the spiel, we can go straight to WikiHow. WikiHow. Um, how to do anything, it says, is their like, little tagline. And what we're looking at today is how to survive taking the London Underground. I didn't know, well, most of the time, how to survive is, is hyperbolic. Yeah, I don't think it means, it means how to, how to get by, I think, how to grin and bear it. And, and I'm just going to say, because I know that we've got listeners outside of London, may have listeners outside of the United Kingdom. Yeah. Big shout out to all our listeners from the States and Canada. Yeah, so this is a small insight into uh, the London transport system. So the London Underground, uh, some of it is confusingly overground. Would you say it's part of the London Underground system, the overground? Mm, yeah. It's technically not National Rail, Thameslink. Yeah, you're getting into a real uh, can of worms. Yeah, I would say that, so some people call call it the Metro in America, obviously it's a subway. London Underground, uh, the Tube is our kind of slang for it. Yeah. But I would say that I've taken subways, metros in a few cities. I'd say that a lot of the stuff that we're talking about will be... Applicable to any oh, yeah. city with a with a subway or a metro. But or we are looking specifically at the etiquette around the London transportation system. That may well be influenced by sort of standard British politeness or lack thereof, as I guess we'll get into in the episode. Yeah. So step one: plan your journey in advance. That's fairly standard, isn't it? That uh, yeah, do, you, do you ever get on the on the tube and not know where you're going? 
Um, no, I mean, I know the tune fairly well now, so I could probably, in my head, just kind of be like, oh, I'm taking that to there and this to there. If you were getting on it for the first time, I mean, that would be a, that would be a really bold move, just to calculate. I mean, you can, because you've got the map. There's two layers of planning, though, aren't there? There's the planning, oh, I'm going to go meet a friend here. Yeah. And there's the planning, how you're going to get there. Yeah, true. So I imagine that almost 100% of people will be getting on the tube knowing that they want to go somewhere. They know the, the station, I mean, the destination like, station. You know, yeah, if you're on like somewhere it. like the Circle Line, you can just go round and round. Yeah. Also, off the back of uh, you saying that knowing kind of where you are, I think there's a certain pride that um, a friend was comparing to in uh, New York. People are like, oh, you go on the 42nd Street and that takes you to 92nd and there's a, because it's all yeah. the block system, there's a pride in knowing how to get there with all the numbers of the streets. I think in the same way, if you ask someone, oh, how do I get to South Kent? Everyone will chip in with you want to go Victoria then change yeah, the street. Yeah, no, definitely. you want to get Piccadilly. Like that, and the, the differences are minimal minutes. So taking the underground, particularly during the rush hour, can be busy and chaotic. I would I would amend that to is always busy and chaotic, especially during the rush hour. It's a, it's a, it's organised chaos though, isn't it? Mm, you know, the not trains always. Are still, well, not always. the people are chaotic. The trains. Oh, the trains are. Well, yeah, the trains aren't chaotic. What, <laughs> what, would, what would a chaotic train? Well, well, southwest rail. Oh, I see what you mean. So like, oh, yeah, they're, they're not often late. Rise. Well, they're not often late. Well, I, I think you just don't know. But they're so frequent. Yeah. That sometimes. You do have a big... The longest time I've ever waited for a tube is 15, 20 minutes. That's a long time. That is a long time. What? Because it was a delay? Just a delay and yeah. just no trains were running. But do you remember, yeah. like, me and, me and Alex met in um, the Spanish city of Valencia. Yeah. And um, they had a, a, a metro system, a lot smaller than London. But you would often, like, it would be more standard train times that you'd wait. So you'd get to the platform and it would be, like, a 15-minute wait. Yeah. You'd have to time it more. I, I never time... No. I never go to a tube and think, oh, I'll, I'll get this specific one. You always go down knowing that there'll be a few. Obviously, you can't you can't go back up because once you once you've tapped in you with your Oyster out, card, yeah. that's maybe for some of the listeners not in London. There we have a basically it's a thing called an Oyster card. It's why is it all, called an Oyster card? We've just googled it. Big shout out to Google. Oh, it's from Cora, our favourite. Uh, so there are a couple of reasons it's called an oyster. One is because, like an oyster with a pearl, the card protects something valuable to you, your money or travel pass. Fair enough. The other is because an earlier card on the Hong Kong metro is called the octopus card, and thus oyster continues a sea theme. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really know why you need a sea theme for an underground. You know, well, you truly Under think, the sea, under the... Yeah. I guess it's better than, like, a, I don't know a sewer theme yeah. which maybe would be more rat well the rat card <laughs> um, but yeah it's well it's it's not obsolete yet because you can use your contactless card yeah you can use but, your bank card but on an Oyster card you can have your weekly monthly travel pass which saves you money also if you're a young person you can put your rail card this is going to turn into an advice yeah <laughs> well we are on WikiHow yeah so well and also now I, I don't do you know whether you can put the 26 to 30 the rail card? The 26 to 30 rail card is still on trial, so it's not universally used yet, but hopefully it will not? come in. No, it's 2nd so. of January, I thought they rolled it out. Oh, right, well, maybe they did. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet. No, you know. not quite, no, we're on but, the cusp. We've still got our 16 to 25 rail cards. Again, if people aren't in the UK, it's uh, a, there's a discounted rail card if you're a student. A third off. A 16 to 25 one. And they've just introduced a 25 to 30 one, which I think speaks volumes about our generation. <laughs> yeah, not being able to afford <laughs> anything. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. Um, it also says here, if, if getting to your destination on time is important, 
When is it not? Well, yeah, I'd say nine times out of ten it is. Yeah. Plan an alternative backup route in the event of a line going down or other delay. Every time. That's unrealistic. No, I think... I think do you, you, do you can... have your backup routes? Do you no. Have... Well, I mean, I would know. If, if something went down... Yeah. Um, I get if a bit... If the line went down, not if something went down. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would know. I would know. I'd be, I think I'd be able to, off the cuff, navigate myself. I... I'm going to admit I'm going to now, give you an example. I do have a bit of a thrill when I have to navigate en route. When, when like, there's an announcement on the train, like, not because something's happened, you know, I hope that it's nothing, nothing serious. Happens, yeah. But when it's like, this station is closed, I'm like, oh, no. But that does mean I'm going to be able to use my ingenuity to circumnavigate the problem. Give me an example. Well, okay, you're on the Victoria line, yeah. coming back from Brixton. Coming back from Brixton. Yeah, yeah, you want to get to King's Cross, yeah. but you get on in Brixton, you say, actually, it's not going any further than the next station. Okay which luckily is Stockwell. Yeah. So you can go onto the Northern Line and that goes straight out to King's Cross. You might have to change at Cannington yeah. uh, to get on the Charing Cross branch. And there lies the pride okay, yeah, yeah. that one feels. To quote Buzz Lightyear, you are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> but I think normally, like planning an alternative, imagine if every time you went, you were planning your journey in advance, you had to yeah. be, as a tourist, because this is, aimed at tourists that you'd have to be like oh no, I, I could do that and I could do what do you think about people asking for directions I guess that's quite a British thing as well isn't it I'm, I mean I've got no mind I've got no I've got no problem with people asking me okay but I'll you wouldn't ask them. You'd I would never at, ask you no. look at the map there's so many maps look at the map work it out City Mapper yeah. we're going to get into City Mapper later but there are loads of even before City Mapper I remember using a, a website called well no oh, yes yeah. you can use that as well other websites are available. London Drum was oh, just, right. it, it told you the distance in minutes. I think it calculated the walk up and down as well, oh, from station to station. That's good. So, um, so Adam, how to get there. So. I thought you were going to say a website called Google Maps. <laughs> I have heard of that. Sarcasm. But, um, step two. Right, here we, go, here we go. Use the journey planner on the Transport for London website. So, I'd say this is dated. The London City Map app or iMaps are other good options. This iMaps year. is not a good... Like, Apple Maps. Apple Maps is notoriously not been very good. Do you know why? Why? Because there's no directional arrow, so you have to walk... <laughs> In order to see... see. And see the dot moving. Yeah. And so often you do walk the wrong way, and you're like, oh, well, the dot's moving the other way, so I need to go... Uh, I need to turn around. But well, also, the thing with Apple Maps that I found is that I... You, you will know this, that I notoriously run out of data... Yeah. Every month, within a few weeks, like I am. Yeah. In the I'm not process. notorious. I wouldn't say notorious. Uh, no, I get. We're notorious to you, which yeah. is infamous. not notorious. It's not infamous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> just you yeah. know yeah. that that happens. So um, happen. often, I will have to use maps, getting into a Wi-Fi, and then going on the journey. Yeah. Apple Maps does not update when you're not on the internet. Interesting. Whereas both Google Maps, my second favorite map app. I don't have that many in my list, and City Mapper, the favorite. They do. So you can just load it up. And then it will it will keep updating. It'll it'll be a guesstimate. Yeah. You won't get like the bus times and stuff, but it'll keep up to. And if you're running ahead of time, it will edit. I don't even get me started on Google Maps at the moment though. They did some kind of update, and the system is completely screwed up. And the mm-hmm. directional arrow points all over the place like a compass. Yeah. Well, not like a compass. Well, I mean, I'm like a, well, like a compass if you've got a magnet in your pocket. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> perfect. Perfect analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it said, uh, so the journey planner on the Transport for London website, now I've never used this, 
this used to be notoriously <laughs> notoriously <laughs> yeah, uh, inaccurate, but it's now vastly improved. I didn't know about that. So yeah. it wasn't notorious. It will recommend the quickest route, tell you about any major delays, and even provide you with a map of the area to print out. <laughs> when was this article written? It's been read seventy thousand times. This wow. page. It was updated five weeks ago. Yeah, I think you've got to update this kind of article. Well, I'd say that... Well, clearly, because it, that used the journey planner on the transport for on the website. Yeah, who, who, who prints out the map of the area? I used apart to. from my father. Yeah. A little story, actually. A little sidebar. Yeah. Um, this was probably... This must have been... We were still at school, so Pete Tom... Big shout out if he's listening. Probably isn't. He's a doctor now and down in Bournemouth. Pete but, Tom? No, Pete Tom. All right. Yeah, a friend of mine. So we were driving to a party. Okay. I was like... Very famous DJ Pete Tong. No, it, no, I don't know him. Um, we were driving <laughs> to a party and um, we didn't know the way. And we it must have been pre-smartphones or maybe neither of us had a smartphone because otherwise we obviously would have just Google Maps. Or so maybe, maybe you had the data problem Maybe as well. the data problem. Or maybe it was before 4G, 3G even existed. It was about 2011. What was it GPRS? GPRS. But that was... Because GPRS is a navigational... Yeah. So when you had really little internet, it was just GPRS. Was that that you could just do your map apps? I don't know. No. GP. Very slow, though. Yes, GPS. Makes sense. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, neither of us had smartphones, so I had to print out the directions. And then for some... on, On Google Maps, I think, actually. And then for some reason, it printed out the directions, but it missed out instruction number five. So we were driving around for about an hour. It was probably it was about a twenty-minute drive. It should yeah. have been. Yeah. It took us about two hours because we were going back to instruction number four and then guessing the different ways to get onto instruction number six. You changed your story there. You were like, we're driving around for an hour. It was about two hours. So I'm seeing okay, some fine. discrepancy. No, 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 no. I mean, by that point. All oh, right. Okay, fine. <laughs> How long was it? Go on, tell the truth. It's probably about an hour. I, okay, about an hour. Yeah, yeah. About an hour. Split the difference. Okay, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so you people do, is what I'm saying, but maybe not so much anymore, print out yeah. directions. I think uh, people of an older generation would, would yeah. still love a print out. Yeah, my, I, my dad, he, uh, I'm going to say notoriously, again, <laughs> again not that notorious. Notorious um, in your family circle. In our family yeah, circle, yeah. He, he doesn't have, well, he now does have a mobile phone, but... Um, he never had a mobile phone? As my mum will say, if you're ringing dad, more often than not, you're ringing the wardrobe. Oh, <laughs> but um, But he won't, you, you know, he'll he'll have it switched off most of the time yeah. and we'll just use it for calls. But he, I can imagine, I don't does know if he still does. Like no, none no. of those things. But if he, he will get an atlas out. And and you know atlases used to have. Keep a, I'm not going to entertain that. Where you keep the page, he would take great pride in planning out the route beforehand. Okay. Um, but here it says using the advanced options, you can specify which means of transport you're happy to take and specify your walking speed. So interesting. Well, I walk very map. fast. I do too. I take great pride in beating City Mapper. Have we chatted about that? Yeah, before? we have talked about it, but not yeah. on air. But I wouldn't like um, City Mapper to change. Like if it, if it started updating the journey times to how fast I walk. I'd be late for everything. Because you take that time that it gives you on City Mapper, and you take you know, yeah, you take and I'm like, well, I can I can run a little bit of it, and like yeah, we're both <laughs> we've yeah, both we seen each other when uh, we both break into runs, <laughs> yeah, but not even like like with rucksacks and coats, yeah, fully just... clothed. Well, obviously fully clothed, but <laughs> not in running gear or anything. Oh like no, fully... but I think we have a there's a common ground between us of sometimes you just want to get to A to B from A to B. And you're bored. Yeah, and it'll take a minute, half a minute if you run, and a minute and a half if you walk. Sometimes you just want to let off some steam. Yeah. You know, the great outdoors. It's a beautiful exactly, thing. Yeah. I'm a fan of spontaneously bursting into a run. Actually, I, once <laughs> I was walking to Tesco's, and my cousin was just behind me, and he was I hadn't seen him, and he was going to walk to Tesco's with me, and yeah. um, 
just before he started walking faster to catch up and apparently I just broke into a run. <laughs> and um, yeah, he never caught me. Anyway. So yeah, no, so that's... He never caught And he's still walking. <laughs> well, he didn't, still he didn't, trying to catch up. He didn't way. bother running after me at that point. He was like, well, there's no point. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Anyways, uh, point number three. Three. Right, I think this is ridiculous. Check travel information at each station. Each That's station. The majority of London underground stations have notice boards next to the ticket machines with reasonably up-to-date information on delays and issues on all lines. So check these for updates whenever you see one. So oh, you, okay. you need to get off the train. <laughs> get off get, the train, get above ground, <laughs> yeah. tap out, <laughs> check, check the board. <laughs> Is there a delay? No. Back in. That would cost you. Well, it would still cap yeah. you. You'd still get a daily cap, probably. Do, but, 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 but which point? The train that you were on initially would have already been about five stops uh, further on. That's stupid, no. Right, yeah. Um, um, no, I disagree with point number I three. Think we, could, we could miss out point number three from there. Getting that right. <clears throat> I agree with point number four. Look out for seats designated for disabled passengers. Uh, the, the elderly. The elderly people with mobility issues and pregnant women have first priority for reserved seating. Try not to take them, or if you do, be prepared to offer these to people. Don't wait to be asked. Interesting. I, I've got a, I've got a few questions here. Would you? My girlfriend at no point would take them. She just wouldn't. Oh, she'd really? rather stand up than take them. Really? I will sit down. Oh yeah. I'll keep an eye out. I always find it difficult or awkward offering seats to people. Disabled people, obvious. Um, well, not always. As in, well, like physically, always. physically disabled. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But okay. Sometimes not always. Because there was a campaign, wasn't there, about um. It was something like, if it's like, I'm anxious, you could get, you know, like the bat, you get a badge on the tube for baby if you're pregnant, but yeah. it's not showing. All of it is showing, saying baby on board yeah. so that you offer your seat, but you could also get one saying, I'm anxious. But sometimes, you know, there's a bit of a, yeah. would that make certain people more anxious? But yeah, yeah I agree. You could also make you be anxious about missing your, you know, like well, there's anxiety and anxious, <laughs> okay. isn't there? Like, there is a distinction okay. here. Okay, I wasn't. Re- I was talking more about elderly people. Yeah, because oh yeah, where the age some is. people look older than they are. <laughs> also, yeah. I think some people would be insulted. Yeah, yeah if you yeah. offered them a seat, it'd be like, I'm fifty. Yeah, you know, I think there's there's a little line there. So what I do is I pretend that I'm getting off at the next stop. So I get up and I look as if I'm going to leave. So therefore, leaving the seat free. Wait, when? Always. Oh, well, if I see if I see someone okay. that is for me is a judgment call, but you can't like that charade is going to crumble when you get to the next stop and you don't get off. Yeah, but but I can do a show. Of, oh no, actually, this isn't my stop. <laughs> yeah. Do you do the full? <laughs> yeah, you've got to do the full thing. Oh no, this is body language. You kind of move and then you're like, oh no, actually no, maybe not. And then you okay. Like that. But by that point, they're probably not even looking at you. Okay. But it's good to you know. So so you're method so, acting. So scenario for you here. Okay. Yeah. You you see an elderly person come on. You're like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm just gonna get to my. You get up. Yeah. They don't they don't get on. You get to the station. Doors open. Oh no, this isn't my stop. Sit back down. Another elderly person <laughs> walks on. Do you do it again? You could get no, into. You could very easily get into a cycle where you look like an idiot, no, and but you look like you should have gone to point one and planned your journey beforehand. <laughs> no, but okay, but what? What? No, but the elder, the elderly person is now should now be sitting in the seat that I've vacated. Well, no. So, so we're assuming these are all actually fifty-year-olds. <laughs> so, so, oh, so people, they haven't they haven't gone and said no that no no so none of the elderly people well I think the chances of that seat remaining someone else someone else would have taken it, it yeah, yeah so therefore avoiding the unless uh, ever, but if everyone were like you <laughs> there'd be a lot of people getting up yeah. and, oh no, I read in my time. research there was someone who um, <laughs> it, was, it was an awful story that it was someone basically being like some like difficulties on the tube yeah and uh, she, this pregnant woman said oh could I sit down and the woman saying 
why should I let you? Yeah. She said, maybe because I'm pregnant, and also I've asked politely. And the woman sitting down say, said, I don't know, you could just be fat. Ooh, that is terrible. <laughs> so, But there is a bit, sometimes, th- there's the other way. Like, offering it to someone pregnant, if they don't have a badge, they could be overweight. But it is a different sort of overweight. Then you should it? do my ta- tactic, technique. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that, then you'll never... Yeah. You're vacating the seat anyway. You're not being the good Samaritan. Yeah. When I think... Because would you offer it to... Because some people offer their seats on the tube just to women. Yeah, that's sexist. Out of chivalry. But well, or me, children. That's... Sometimes they offer them to children. I'm like, your legs are very young and strong. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no I agree with that as well. Children should not be sitting <laughs> They should be letting off steam. Also, as a child, you don't want to be sitting down. You want to be, like, swinging around on the bar. That's such a generalisation. Children hate sitting down. Also, if you're if you're a small child, you should be sitting on your parents' lap. So, yeah, true. But I can't offer the seat to your parent because your parent is there. So I would let, I would let the child... about 50. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, you get a up. A late parent, IVF baby. Oh, dear. But um, it is a minefield, somewhat. But um, I think... The main problem I have is I'm one of the minority who um, <laughs> does work on my laptop on the tube. Yeah, you, yeah, I don't. I've, I've told you that, because yeah. I, I have fa- fairly lo- fairly long commutes, but often not at commuter times, so yeah. I can do a bit of work. I don't know podcast ideas, for example. Yeah, editing. Um, but that will mean if I take one of those seats, I, I can just zone out editing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so sometimes, like if I take one of those seats, I feel like I should be taking more notice than I am. So there, that you know, it doesn't keep me awake at night. But oh, I see. So just, you're so you're saying that you're not really zoned in. To no, the way you were like, I'll take the seat, but I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Should we go to step five? Yeah. Getting on the tube train, right? A tube train. <laughs> just the tube. I feel like the tube or the, train, or the, mean, say the train. The underground train. In it considered good form. Okay, yeah. this has been edited five weeks ago. I think that means is it? Con- no, no. I, mean, I think it means it is considered. Good yeah. Form. In it. Considered good form <laughs> to wait until those. It's not considered th- right. Okay, I'll say the whole thing and then it's considered good form to wait until those leaving the train exit the carriage before jumping on. That's a rule, isn't it? It's not just good form. Like they get, they, they announce that. No, no, no. You can you can sneak in if you want. It's not illegal. It's not a legal thing. Oh no. It's just good. Etiquette. It'll get a tut, won't it? Did I tell you the story about my brother? No. He um uh. So linking to an international state, he was in Paris yeah. the other day. The metro. Yeah, he was on the metro and uh, he got fined 60 euros wow. uh, for putting his feet on the seats. Really? Yeah. And if you look it up, it's got the three levels of fine. Um, I mean, maybe it's stereotypical, but to me, this seems very French. <laughs> um, like level one of fine is like if you've got the wrong ticket. Yeah. Level two of fine is if you haven't bought a ticket at all. Yeah. So that's a premeditated time. Level three, the highest level, putting your feet on the seats, but it's on the same level as urinating on the train and disturbing the peace. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, terrible. How are they equated? Yeah. Like, okay, it is bad, but also that's not that's as bad as disturbing the peace. It's, yeah, no. It's kind of, you know. Well, I'd also say it's not um, It's not as bad as um, not buying a ticket. Yeah, not buying a ticket. That's a premeditated crime. That is a premeditated Jumping, crime, yeah. But yeah, Jumping I think, the barrier. Yeah. One would argue that is disturbing the peace. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, and it says here, and it actually speeds up the time the train waits at the station. It doesn't really make sense. Cuts down the time. Cuts the down the time the train waits. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you wait for people to come off, then you get on. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you want to sneak in ahead of the rush, though. So have you ever snuck in before everyone is off? 
Also, some people get off so slowly. I'm right. trying to get on. Oh, sometimes I'm like, you know, if I see you waiting at the door, yeah, but sometimes I will nip You'll it. See it Especially at, well, at peak time, there's not really any choice. But do you ever get that when it looks like there isn't room, but you know that if you duck in. Yeah, you can sort of sneak in. Well, I try not to do that because it's dangerous. <laughs> and you know. I stand behind the yellow line. Yeah, my brother was on the tube the other day and uh, he heard a loud ah, and a man had his shoulder in the tube. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't phrase that very well. This no, not, this not at all. Yeah, so we're... the door's closed on his shoulder um, and then straight away opened again, but they, they caught him nice. That also I feel like you see people you see people running on yeah. and they just like do that. And so if you if you go into it, yeah. Um there's also I I like the moment where um beeping and someone just gets on yeah. like and just gets in before the door closes. Yeah. And then kind of looks around like as in like waiting for a round look what I've done. Yeah. Obviously doesn't get a round of applause, we're in Britain, and so just sits down. Number six, check that you are buying the correct ticket. This is less um, relevant today. I'd say, yeah, use your... Contactless. Contactless, or your Oyster card. Oyster card, it's just £10 deposit, and then you can just tap in, easy. Hold on to your ticket, yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you can see a tube noob from a mile off because they're if they've got if they've machines. got a single from oh, Oxford okay. Circus to Brixton yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's the, that's the way you know get a return you're probably going to be coming back seven make sure you check which platform you're headed for is the correct this one is terribly this written is... <laughs> this is written by a tourist that doesn't be very good English. I mean this is fairly um... make sure you check which platform you are headed for is the correct one. For example, Euston Station has six platforms for just two underground lines. Actually, Euston is, is, I was going to say, Euston is one of the worst stations to change up because there are, because it's got mm. a northern line but coming both Green ways. Green Park. And also Green Park. Green Park, you can walk for four or five no, minutes. Well, actually, if platforms. we're going to get onto that, Bank is the is the, the biggest warren of... Oh, really? Is it you a can walk, walk for like a mile, yeah. Really? Yeah, Bank is huge. Well, it goes to Man- Mansion House. Um, but there's an exit that also is like goes to London Bridge as well. So you go the wrong way. Oh, you're screwed. Follow the signs, I think I would... I would. Um... That's another one of, like, you could take that... You could be looking at all of the yeah. signs. You only need to familiarise yourself with the signs that are appropriate to yeah, your journey. Yeah. Like, I you don't think, have to I meet, well, meet we've, and greet. We've used this uh, this resource before, Yeah. Um, WikiHow. Uh, I think we used it for greetings, actually. And we did, we did say at the time that it is almost as if it's written for an alien <laughs> and a person that doesn't understand basic human behavioural... Yes. Behavioural traits so yeah, yeah. okay so um, it's got tips. quite a lot of tips um yeah there's no need to press the buttons that open the doors that's a classic but it could confuse a tourist because um if you're getting a national rail so like a, a clapham junction train you sometimes do, you yeah. do pressing the buttons to attempt to open the doors will only mark you out as a tourist <laughs> <laughs> that's an impatient son of a gun just wait a few seconds after the train comes to a complete stop then the doors will open automatically. If you're lost, first try to ask a commuter where to go to your destination. Uh, <laughs> again. They, they travel on the underground every day. <laughs> again, it's, it's talking about commuters like they're aliens. And then sometimes know the tube off by heart. <laughs> However, don't pester them for directions as Britons and Londoners are well known to complain, whine and moan at someone who is pestering. <laughs> I feel that's a little bit harsh. I How would you um, New know Yorkers, that it's... maybe. I've had one time, I, th- I might have told you about this off air, that someone asked me for directions oh it was and he was like had a slight accent and because we both did language degrees um so i was like oh are you spanish and he wasn't he was italian yeah but he was like oh, i understand he understood really no english yeah so i was talking to him in spanish he was speaking back in italian yeah. and we had enough he took it too far that i gave him the instru- the instructions he was like okay and then he was like oh no i don't know and can you it was like can you point it out for me yeah and so i went up to 
where it was and was like, oh, it's this way. And he was like, and then basically he was asking the rail staff and then he was like, no, no, I don't know. Hey, come with me. And got me to walk around with him as kind of his personal guy. Oh, you should have gone at that point. You no, should have... uh, yeah, I did. At one point he was like, come on, come on. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> and, then he, and, then he just went, and, then, and then he took a phone call from his friend and was talking to his friend about how to stay. It's like, oh, how many, do you not trust my judgment? There's one thing asking someone, but taking them up as your personal. Oh, it was. It was awful, and, and you and you did. I'd felt very stuck in that scenario. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I have you ever given fake directions? Or just guess. <laughs> not on purpose, uh, but I, I have given guess. directions where I'm like, <sighs> I'm not sure. Yeah. So here it because earlier it said make sure you buy your ticket, and then down here in the tips it said the cheapest way to travel on the tube is with an Oyster card. So there. This was written pre-Oyster. Throwing you under the bus. Not literally. Avoid using a seat for your bag, especially during peak hours or on the busiest lines. No one will want to stand when they take the tube. <laughs> well, that's true. And also, children. So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put the bag on the lap. Particularly in the summer, it can get incredibly hot on the tube. Most trains don't have air conditioning. The central line famously doesn't. And people are often crammed in close together. One of the best places to stand on the older trains is at the end of carriages, leaning against the emergency door between two coaches. With the window open and your head at the right angle, you can get much-needed cool air to rush past your neck. <laughs> Suddenly you got very whimsical. Rush. <laughs> Rush past Very eloquent of it. Warnings. Do not stare at other passengers. Some might fit some might feel uncomfortable, others will love it. Some might feel uncomfortable with a stranger staring at them. That's just genuine general <laughs> human advice. It, it could bring trouble in the tube carriage of someone. Mainly a commuter. commuter. This person hates commuters. <laughs> Having a go at you for staring at him or her for too long. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen someone be like, <laughs> stop staring? Why, why is it why would and why would a commuter be more likely to do that than anyone else? Because they're stressed because of their work or no, just because they take the London underground every day every and day, sometimes yeah. know the tube off by heart. That's amazing. Um, so don't stare at other passengers. Always stand on the right-hand side of an escalator. Sorry, going back to the, that last point, I would say don't stare at people in general is a good rule of thumb. I don't mean that specific to the underground. Eye contact on the tube is something I guess we could talk about. People don't really like it. Yeah. Sort of head down, don't no. look at anyone, don't make eye contact. Yeah, always stand on the right-hand side. This really annoys me, actually, talking about escalators. Always stand on the right-hand side. But people queue to stand and go up. And it leaves this big yeah. vacuum, and you're like queuing, and you're like, why am I queuing? And then no one is going for the option to go on the left-hand side and walk up it. Yeah. Laziness. Laziness in society. Well, I think also after, after a long day, yeah, you but, might not want to, uh, you know, for an example, Angel, which yeah. has the longest escalator in the tube system. I'll often run up it. Um, will you? Yeah, I like Do one of your little runs. Yeah, I'll do one of my little runs what? up it. People do queue to just walk on it. It's not a ride. Take care on the escalators. Cool, frequent users, so I'm assuming this means hip as opposed to people who've been standing by the emergency doors <laughs> and feeling the cool air rushing past their neck. Yeah, but only the frequent users would know that trick, so maybe they are cool, frequent yeah. users. Uh, run down the escalators. Don't try this unless you're sure you can manage it. Oh, well, that's ridiculous. Like, hang on. I'd, cool, frequent users of the... Ch I do run down the escalators, to be honest, and I can manage it, but going back up again... <laughs> I love so, that you've got the need to clarify that. So if standing on the escalator, always stand on the right-hand side. The left side should remain free for faster travellers to walk up or down. That's me. I love it. It's gone here. 
This is a great system and a custom which is probably unique to the London Underground. If you do stand on the left by mistake, most Londoners, even if rushed, are quite polite and will simply say, excuse me, I'll tell you what I won't, I'll just bang my feet louder on the <laughs> stairs below. As in you've got to a certain stair and then you're essentially just stamping on that stair <laughs> or as you come up to them, you're just slowly crescendo up to when you're behind them. Uh, the second one. Okay, good. If the train, right, I think this is bad advice. If the train's jam-packed, avoid boarding and just wait for the next one. If you live or if you're travelling from Clapham North at morning rush hour, you will not get on unless you keep pushing. It'll yeah. be along in very few minutes and could be less crowded. Very much our emphasis on the could be. Front and back carriages are often the least congested. I also don't agree with that. Um, no, I think it, well, it used the to bends. be a hack when I used to live in Clapham. It used to be go straight to the back and that's the only way you'd get on at the peak time. Okay. Um, if you think... This is, again, if you think that a train looks full then most London commuters will probably think it looks half empty. <laughs> and at peak times, they will push and shove to get on the train. Yeah, pushing and shoving, I think, is a bit essential. This may appear rude, but sadly, the whole city would scrape to a halt if the trains weren't occupied at that maximum capacity. Use your own body to shield any children travelling with you or any delicate luggage you may have. It makes it sound... <laughs> Carnage! It can be, though. It can yeah. be. You do have to use a, a shoulder or maybe a well-placed elbow. Maybe we should now look at the top ten. The top ten, yeah. Most annoying habits on the tube. So I'm going to give you... Yeah, oh, I'm going to guess the ones. I'm yeah, are you going to... Cool. Yeah, I'll guess yeah. it. Okay, off you go. Okay, um, people... Well, you hinted at it earlier. People that try and get on before you've got off. Yeah, that's number one. Number one. That's above okay. everything. People that stare at you. <laughs> no. That's not on there. Pe people that don't give up their seats for... Yeah, elderly or pregnant people. That's number six, yeah. It's like a game of bingo. <laughs> yeah. People that... Uh, on the escalator that stand on the left-hand side of the escalator. Yeah, that's number eight. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got three out of ten. People that push and shove. That's not on there. People that sing and dance on the tube. But I think you get like marching bands that come on. Got playing loud music at number seven. Yeah, playing yeah, loud music. Yeah. That, that presumably means people that have like headphones that are just blaring out music. Yeah, but you do often get buskers. Buskers on the tube, um, Which yeah. is illegal, I think. Um, maybe on the tube itself. Buskers in stations I've got no issue with, but when yeah. they're on like <laughs> That's not how the law works. It's not whether you <laughs> have issue with it. No, but busking is not illegal. No, well, sometimes it's illegal to busk if you don't have a, um, par a, a, a permit. Yeah, a license. Oh. I know, because it's uh, rotated, because yeah. otherwise they'd be free for Also, the acoustics on a tube carriage are awful and you can't really get away with it. Shall I tell you the others? Yeah, okay. So once it. you could have had, at number two, Passengers who don't move down inside carriages. Yeah, that is annoying as well. Number three, passengers who leave rubbish on the seats. Yeah. Number four, eating on the tube. Number five, man-spreading. Uh, you got six and seven. Eight, uh, and you got eight. Passengers who keep large rucksacks on the back on their backs at rush hour. What are you supposed to do? I you guess put it on your knees, put, yeah. No, you're well, because you meant to, when the train's coming, it shows you're a good commuter. The tr When the train's coming down, you take your rucksack off and you hold it. Oh, if you're standing up. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's assumed. And then number 10 was loud conversations. But this article was all about how um, it's kind of awful that pushing onto trains without letting others off first is five above not giving up seats for elderly or pregnant people. That surely that's the true social ill and it shows that we like queuing. Yeah. More than we like helping people. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm. Dislike queuing, you mean? Yeah. No, we like well, no, we like good queuing. Oh, good queuing. Good yeah. queuing. Orderly queuing. Um, I've got an article here that really amused me. Why do Londoners never talk on the tube? So this is a Cora one. Okay. Yeah. The main reason is that most of British society is negatively polite. <laughs> 
Positively polite societies respect the individual's need for inclusion and company. Negatively polite societies respect an individual's need for privacy. And most large urban areas with high population densities are negatively polite. Most often rural areas are more positively polite. The UK with its high population density is probably negatively polite because a positively polite society would result in too many social intrusions since you're constantly surrounded by people. I think that's a very good point. Um, And then it's got here... One reason may relate to the flow of thoughts. <laughs> People have gone really in depth with this. The subtext, in positive psychology, flow is the mental state of operation in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in the feeling of energised focus, full involvement and enjoyment in the process of an activity. In essence, flow is characterised by complete absorption in what one does. I think people like to stay in a state of flow. They would treat their travel time as downtime before or after work. Talking to strangers can be enjoyable if both people possess suitable character traits, but it can be tiring for those whose outgoing character traits are not their primary one. Yeah, true. And also, if you t- listen to music and podcasts, and yeah. listen to this podcast, maybe you don't want to be disturbed by listening to this. But exactly. Also, the design does not encourage conversation. London Underground trains are designed to carry as many people as possible for short distances. This contrasts with mainline trains, most of which have groups of seats with tables which encourage conversation. The underground trains and also waiting times are spent facing in a similar direction to other people. That's interesting. That is very interesting. I've had it, yeah, quite the way the architecture of certain things influences how people use them. Yeah, because I think if you were sitting next to someone on a train, for a long journey, you often would, or a plane, plane journey, um, not always. I think you could. But you're more likely to. Yeah, I think in it, a, often on a train, there needs to be something that, like, putting your bag up, say, oh, like, if, yeah. especially an older person might Ooh. make a little comment, yeah, yeah, and then you've kind of opened it. Whereas, if in that first five minutes, someone get, next to you gets out your laptop, you're not going to get anything out of them for love nor money. No, and we are usually the people. That yeah, that, or laptops, you get. So. <laughs> so, shall we finish with our two top? tube tips each. Should we alternate? Yeah. Okay, so my top tube tip number one is that the interchange between the Victoria line and the Bakerloo line at Oxford Circus, if you're carrying on going southbound, takes about 20 seconds. Really? Between, but it's just one thing between platforms. So if you're, if you're going, you know, from uh, uh, Walthamstow down to Waterloo, it might tell you to change Northern line. Don't. Change at that Bakerloo line, it will save you a lot of time. Interesting. So very specific. Yeah. For oh, me, yeah, the best advice is. Yeah, for me, always look for papers. Yeah. the crossword. That passes a lot of time on the tube. Sudoku, and often, Sudoku. Yeah, Sudoku, yeah. I do like a crossword. The Metro crossword, there are metros everywhere. Yeah. Often left on the seats or behind the seats. Yeah. So that will make a, a tube journey go very quickly. Sometimes it's got the double crossword, so you can do on it the quick crossword or the cryptic, depending yeah. on your level. I'm very much of the quick level. Yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Wouldn't hazard um, a cryptic. And um, my second top tube tip yeah. is um, at uh, a station local to me, Finsbury Park. Yeah. Um, sometimes they close certain areas or they because when they have festivals like wireless is in Finsbury Park or they have the Arsenal games nearby they might close or there'll be huge queues for the tube station and you can actually get into the tube station by going through the overground entrance tapping on one of the things and then down into the tube which is a good way because not a lot of people know that so you can um, on multiple occasions I've got around those huge queues wow so if anyone from the police is listening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're going to block them up now. Yeah. Um, and your second top um, tube tip? When you're going down the stairs, run. Oh, it's it? <laughs> no, no, no. I get down as fast as possible because you don't know when the train, the tube is going to pull up. 
Yeah. So if you get down there as quick as possible, you are going to maximise your chances of getting the one before the one that you would otherwise have got. Yeah. So for me, once I'm through the barriers, it's it's get down there as fast as possible. Really taking zeroing in to its logical conclusion there with some hyper-specific facts. But thank you very much for listening. Um, it's a new year, so we're going to be looking for loads more new ideas, trying some new things. Um, we've got a couple booked in, should we say, in a recording studio. So yeah, we're gonna, we do. Looking into the production values there. So lots of exciting things to come. Um, and yeah, get involved with any of your topic suggestions. We gave the social media out at the top of the show, but Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you know us, message us. Um, if not, just uh, try and find us on social media. We want to get as many audience listener picks as possible in 2019. This is one that we've been uh, working on for a while. Yeah. Thinking about it. Thinking about it as a potential topic for a while. But yeah, yeah no, it's been, um, it's been great. Um, Happy travelling. And until next time. It's goodbye from me, Will Baker. And me, Alex Prescott. And in the meantime, don't, don't forget, forget to overthink. overthink.